financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one -on -one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and our co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, the topic of today's show is protecting the surviving spouse. Now, this is a little address financial situation you may not have considered, but I see it every day, every week, every month uh, in my line of work. So we're going to talk about why it's important to protect the surviving spouse and beneficial ways to help ensure your spouse is financially protected when you're no longer there to help. So we're gonna talk about not having a gun or protecting your spouse that way, um, opening doors, so on and so forth. We're gonna talk about financial protection of a surviving spouse. Sure, so you're not talking about a new alarm system for the house, you're talking about making sure that uh, legal and financial papers are all in place and ready to go. So your spouse, the surviving spouse, if something should happen to you, um, can is taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Excellent. uh, it's something we see all the time. And, and unfortunately I get a lot of, of new clients that are, uh, recently widowed and they need help sorting out their finances or they need help figuring out how to survive, uh, after the death of their spouse. And so they're looking at for, uh, ways to make up usually an income gap, that's usually the first thing that, that hits them right off the bat is, gee whiz, my income's been slashed. What happened here? Oh, yeah. So, uh, That's tough. It is that tough. That can be tough to deal with. Well, before we get into our topic, though, for today, Eric, I know you lead a uh, very interesting and busy life. So what have you been up to? Well, uh, other than work, uh, I just got <laughs> back from... Uh, a trip to Las Vegas. I'm going down again next weekend. In fact, for the next three weeks, I'll be down in Las Vegas uh, judging some boxing matches. So uh, that's always fun. And I enjoy doing that a lot. Uh, weather is heated up. We went from, gee whiz, a kind of a rainy monsoon type weather pattern for almost the whole month of May into 91 degrees and fire up the air conditioning. So yeah, uh, I love the summer. I'm not complaining a bit. Yeah, it's been getting warm, and that's good, though. I, I like the summer as well. I, I'm right there with you. In fact, um, I've been doing good, Eric. I've been really busy with the kids and work, but I do like the warmer weather, and uh, air conditioning feels good this time of year. But at the same time, I'd rather have this than than bad weather, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, 
getting back into our topic for today, pr- protecting that surviving spouse, it, I, I think it's timely because, Eric, I'm pretty sure my wife is trying to kill me for the insurance money. Do you think that's possible? Oh, I think it's highly possible. Um, you know, I've uh, I've often wondered how she's kept you around all these years. But uh, anyway. <laughs> And she's not just doing it for the money either, right? But what would happen with the humor? There'd be no humor. Her her <laughs> life true. would definitely be humorless without you around. So yeah, I don't well, think she's going to do it. But, no, uh, I'm te- I'm teasing. That's a joke. My wife and I, in fact, we just celebrated our 22nd wedding anniversary. Congratulations. That's 20, wonderful. 22 years of marital bliss. And uh, so that's fun. Well, hey, this topic is a good one, though, because I want a peace of mind to make sure my wife, Sarah, and my kids are taken care of. So uh, to start us off, what's the what's the probability of someone living longer than their spouse? Well, it's uh, it, it's highly probable. You know, um, even when people are the same age, husband and wife are the same age, uh, there's a high probability that the female in about eight times out of 10 will outlive uh, her male counterpart. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, other findings. If you go to uh, different publications, I pulled some key findings and issues on longevity. According to a report titled Key Findings and Issues uh, for Longevity, a 65-year-old couple uh, there's a 72% chance that one of the two will live to be age 85. So here we are with those long ages again. Uh, so there's a 72% chance that one of is going to be live to be age 85. Uh, there's a 45% chance, almost a 50% chance that one of them will live to be age 90. And there's an 18% chance one will live to age 95. I can tell you right now, Tony, I'm going to live into my 90s because I have really good genetics on my father's side. So I'm going to disregard all the bad genetics on my mother's side of the family and just (laughs) stick with the good genetics on my dad's side. My grandfather lived to be 96 and and just uh, and I know your grandfather is still alive as well and into his 90s. So I just predict and in my own mind, I'm planning on uh, living to be in my in my 90s for sure. But Statistically, married couples age 65 right now, uh, 72% chance one's going to live to be age 85 and almost a 50% chance that one will live to be age 90. And with the loss of a spouse, it's really important to know how that will affect the surviving spouse's standard of living. Well, yeah, and it's got to affect it, right? I mean, I mean that it's going to affect it, and that's why you need to have a plan in place to, to deal with that. And the sad part of it is, is, you know, we frequently hear that, and you briefly mentioned this, that the wife will usually outlive their husband. Do you see that in a lot of couples? I mean, that's in, in some ways that's a, that's a stereotype, but the statistics show that the women typically outlive the men. I'm sure you've seen it both ways, right? Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, if you've ever had to visit a elder care facility like a nursing home or an assisted living facility, if you see the composition of the residents in those facilities, you'll see an overwhelming majority of women. Uh, they've outlived their, their, their spouses in most cases. That's what I see. And so if we know this is the case in a high, uh, a high probability that the, uh, 
women will outlive the men, then we should plan for these contingencies and uh, not just assume that everything's going to be taken care of. Uh, Social Security provides a, a great base of income for most retired couples in this country. About 95% of people age 65 and above receive some form of Social Security payments. But Social Security only makes one payment when a spouse dies. Now, it's true the surviving spouse gets the higher of the two payments they were receiving jointly, but it's still a reduction in income. It's immediate and it's permanent. That income never comes back. So uh, yeah. right there, there's a reduction in income. In the very first month when someone loses a spouse, uh, you know, it's the worst time in the world to be dealing with finances when you've just lost uh, your spouse. And what you're dealing with is a reduction of income. So where's that reduction uh, how's that void going to be filled? Are there other assets that can be used to uh, fill that reduction income or or what? So that's the things that we want to discuss and and plan for. Uh, yeah. Certainly we plan for it with our with our clients. Um, well sure and the, well, and the well, key is is to be is to be prepared. have some preparation yeah. instead of just uh, hoping everything's going to work out, things will be fine and and as a side note, Tony, I always hear, husbands tell their wives very often, oh, don't worry, honey, you know, we don't have a mortgage and we don't have any car payments. You'll be fine. And I do a quick calculation of what the reduction of income is. And let's just say it's 20% and, and women outlive their spouses if they're the same age by an average of about 11 years. So you just run the numbers out and say, you know, Mrs. Jones, for example, is that okay? You're going to be living on 20% less money for the next 11 years. And you could even calculate a dollar amount to it. Usually the wives are not okay with it when the husbands <laughs> say they are, you know, so we have to sure. to address that and walk them through it. But, sure. uh, you know, some of the things that, that we've been seeing, the trends we've been seeing in this country are just awful. Um, according to a report, Older Americans in Poverty, this uh, report was done by AARP, more than 70% of retirees living in poverty are, are women. And the sad thing about that, if that's not a bad statistic right there, over half of whom were not poor before their husbands passed away. So what are some ways you help your clients prepare for the loss of a spouse, Eric? Well, the first thing that, that I do, especially with uh, any new client, is we want to inventory their assets and see what they have available and, and how things are, are allocated. Uh, we want to make a list of items like brokerage accounts, 401ks, IRA accounts, bank accounts, life insurance policies, long-term care policies, annuities, stocks, bonds, all of these kind of things. Um, and we want to know what what is available to us via Social Security. So if both spouses are already receiving Social Security, I can show them what the reduction will be no matter which spouse uh, passes away first. But we want to know if there's a pension involved. Are there, uh, are there uh, benefits that are available to the surviving spouse through that pension, or does the pension uh, cease when uh, that pensioner passes away? So we want to just really do a really good inventory of physical, non-physical items to see what type of resources are available, how we can address this issue in the most efficient way. Uh, to uh, address it as well. Sure. Well, and this is great information, Eric, that you're giving us today. What other steps do you encourage our listeners to take 
or your clients to take before the loss of a spouse? Well, one thing that's overlooked a lot of times is, uh, is certain spousal benefits. For example, uh, I'm a veteran and I continued to uh, pay for my servicemen's group life insurance policy, very inexpensive life insurance policy I bought when I was uh, essentially 18 years old when I joined the Navy. And I've kept that policy up for years. In fact, uh, at my age now, I no longer make any premium payments. It's paid up for life. Uh, right now, uh, I don't have a spouse, so my kids are listed as co-beneficiaries. But if I were to remarry, certainly that would be something that I would want to do is to reassess the beneficiary designations that I have on life insurance policies, uh, 401k plans, IRAs, uh, annuities. Mm -hmm. All of these financial vehicles have beneficiary designations, and that's how you get uh, those funds to the designated person. Uh, wills are great. We need those type of financial vehicles to uh, explain someone's wishes after they pass away, but uh, beneficiary designations supersede wills and trusts. So we want to make sure that beneficiary designations are always correct and, uh, and up to date. Now, sometimes with bank accounts, uh, they won't necessarily have beneficiary designation. Some banks do, but there are forms you can file with the bank. Uh, some banks are titled, they're called transfer on death accounts or uh, payable on death where you can list beneficiaries. But uh, all of these things with uh, just a review of how your accounts are titled and beneficiaries is a really good first step in, in, in organizing how these assets will be available to a surviving spouse. Sure. And on that, uh, you know, you mentioned you had that uh, policy that you've had for so long uh, through the Navy uh, as part of your uh, military benefits there uh, and that your children are, are co-beneficiaries. I think as a primary beneficiary on there, you should probably list my name and I can make sure before we end the show today, Eric, that you have my correct spelling for that. Yeah, and your age and all that good stuff, right? Well, yeah, I'll give yeah. you everything. Yeah, the so my social, yeah. yeah. But you know, the I VA has some benefits and, and they don't really advertise what they do. Uh, for example, my father was a disabled vet and when he moved in with me when he was 62 years old, he was not using the VA for healthcare. And that was one of the first things I, I thought about was, you know, Pop, you, you should use the VA. Uh, save you a lot of money. And if he was married, which he was not, my mom passed away in her 40s of cancer, uh, there are certain VA benefits that are extended to surviving spouses as well, uh, wow. disability pensions and, and, and some health care benefits and even long-term care benefits as well. So uh, if you don't ask and don't inquire, you'd have no way of knowing. So uh, it's good to verify if there are other benefits available from government agencies like the VA. Uh, for spouses as well, but uh, and, and at least make sure to review uh, estate planning documents. Or if you don't have estate planning documents, certainly it is a really good first step uh, in getting out a, a will and making sure that your wishes are taken care of. Uh, everyone should have a will at least. Uh, power of attorney, trust, and guardianship for minor children. Nevada is kind of a good state because it's a community property state. Most people look at that in a negative way because of divorce and things of that nature. But 
there are some positive benefits to community property state. For example, in Nevada, uh, married couples already have power of attorney for financial and uh, and medical. So uh, that's nice to know that that's already offered through our existing laws. But I point out to couples, what happens if you were driving together and you both got into a car wreck and you're banged up in the hospital and you can't make medical decisions for each other who steps in in the absence of that and they always say well it would be my child or our kids or whatever so your kids need to have these legal documents to uh to take care of these things in place otherwise sure uh, they have to take a different avenue but so everyone should have these kind of estate planning documents um sometimes people want to have an administrator to uh, administer their estate. They don't want to have their kids have to go through that process. So they'll retain a law firm or uh, maybe a, a, the trust department at their local bank can serve in that capacity or a CPA. Um, you got to think about how your death would impact decision-making of that people. Sometimes people just are not really good at making financial decisions. So they might need help of a trusted advisor maybe Definitely. a family friend or, or someone like myself that, that has been operating in that capacity as a trusted advisor. And, and so that, that usually helps as well. And uh, I certainly have walked through many uh, surviving spouse as to what their life is going to be like uh, uh, moving forward and, and how their finances are going to be arranged. And sometimes we need to really move things around to align things better for a surviving spouse. And, and certainly that, that process is a lot easier when, when someone has the services of a financial professional like myself to, to aid them and assist them in doing that. Sure. Or trying to figure it all out on your own. I, that never works. And this is v- way too complex. And there are so many strategies uh, to really maximize your retirement income and make sure that you have a good plan in place and to, to make sure you're going to have a good estate planning attorney, you need to work with someone like yourself, Eric, and I know this is something you help your clients with. And uh, you talked about uh, veterans benefits. A lot of folks don't even know that they're eligible for certain benefits, and you can help them figure all that out and help them sort through it, can't you? Absolutely. Been through it many, many times. And uh, All right. I really, it, it's really satisfying, Tony, in my job where, where someone can lean on me, if you will, in, in times of difficulty, whether it be just a, a health problem that a, a client may be having or the spouse of a client, any of those things. I, I really enjoy when um, I get a lot of satisfaction in helping folks through these, these periods here and, uh, and gives me a lot of self-satisfaction in the job. And I know my clients appreciate it as well. So, uh, you know, when folks are planning for retirement, whether it's understanding their social security benefits or learning about mistakes to avoid. A lot of times it's just overwhelming. And sometimes when this uh, stage in life, when these things just become too overwhelming, people just shut down. So I would tell folks that if they have interested in anything we've been discussing, or if they have concerns about the what ifs in life and retirement, visit my website or call my office and, uh, you can download off our website uh, a complimentary retirement income toolkit, and it kind of helps you prepare for retirement that you've been working all these years for. And that toolkit, you get all kinds of information that can help 
uh, secure re your retirement. And it's got a lot of great information that's really dedicated to providing you uh, with enough information to help you make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to finish up our discussion on legacy, creating a legacy that counts with Eric Cheek on Financially Tuned. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, our host, the master of ceremonies, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, Eric, you've given us so much, so much great information on what to do to prepare for the loss of a spouse. And, and it's, that's always a tough thing to deal with. Uh, but let's say it happens and maybe you weren't quite prepared uh, what are some ways for our listeners out there to prepare after the passing of their spouse? Well, that's a really good follow-up question, Tony. Um, you know, when the loss of a spouse occurs, there's, you know, a whirlwind of emotions and there are a lot of decisions that need to be made. And the last thing that my clients want to do is worry about their finances. And so the first thing we want to take care of is their finances. And so we know that if uh, they're Social Security recipients, there's going to be re a reduction in Social Security benefits. So we want to explore ways to fill up that income gap. Um, you know, a lot of times, it, if you look at it this way, someone's just suffered the loss of a spouse, which is in and of itself is probably the worst day of their life. And then to be faced with moving forward with less income than they're used to receiving every month, that's like a, a, a double whammy. Um, and so we want to make sure that the finances, uh, there's a good transition to where their finances, whatever that reduction in Social Security is, we can meet that with uh, other investments they have. And, and so we want to make sure that they have enough income to live on. We don't want to be alone and like that statistic that AERP had, uh, living in poverty after the death of a spouse. I mean, that's just absolutely tragic. And uh, in, in my estimation, mostly avoidable. So we want to do that. And then after the finances are figured out, the next process is really to update all the financial records because uh, your spouse is no longer your beneficiary if your spouse has predeceased you. So now we need to look at doing the same thing we did before, which is updating financial records, updating beneficiary designations. Uh, we don't want um, those beneficiary designations to go unchanged because in many cases they can be incorrect. And so we want to make sure that uh, all of those things are uh, addressed as well. The other thing that needs to happen, and these are really tough conversations, is we need to update powers of attorney. So 
If a spouse can no longer be a power of attorney for your finances or your healthcare decisions, then who would you like to uh, put in that position to uh, be able to give a doctor the approval of uh, life-saving surgery, for example? Uh, I had this come up many, many times with my own father uh, who lived with me for 16 years uh, until he passed. And this was a very tough conversation to have with my father because he said, what are you trying to do, son? Kill me. You know, I'm, I'm not dead yet. And I said, dad, I'm not concerned about your will. I'm concerned that if you end up in a hospital, who am I going to be able to talk to? Um, if I ask a doctor what your conditions are and all that, that doctor needs to have legal authority to be able to talk to me about it. So I need to have updated powers of attorney for you. And once he realized what those documents were for and how important they were, we certainly got them executed. And, and uh, there weren't many cases where doctors asked me uh, for those documents to substantiate that uh, they had legal authority to disclose my father's personal health information. But there was a couple cases and, and it was fine. I was able to furnish them and, and, uh, and then really get uh, the questions that I wanted answered about my father's care. So these things are tough for folks. I can help them walk through it. And, and certainly we want to get those documents updated. Um, and certainly we might want to talk down the road a little bit about uh, this, this uh, surviving spouse's wishes. Now, what do you wish to do with, with your remaining estate, uh, children, grandchildren, so on and so forth. Uh, we want to make sure that all these things uh, are addressed. And again, Tony, they're difficult topics to discuss. And, and I'm, I'm, I find myself well-equipped to walk people through this. I've done it many, many times. And sometimes talking with a non-family member about this makes it easier to facilitate the conversation because I'm more or less a neutral party. And so uh, a lot of clients will find it easier to discuss with me uh, these very personal matters than they do their own kids and, and uh, family members. So I'm happy to do that. Well, yeah. And I've heard even, I mean, there's little things that you know, some people might not think of. Like I've heard that you even should, uh, the surviving spouse needs to get multiple copies of the death certificate in order to use for insurance claims and things like oh, that. Yeah. Is that true? Oh, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, death certificates are issued in, uh, in Nevada where we are, they're issued by the uh, county medical examiner. So sometimes they can take, you know, two to three weeks to get those. And so I tell clients, uh, if they call me and say, you know, notify me that their spouse has passed, I'll tell them, I'll look up how many accounts they have and say, you look, you're going to need to get, you know, four or five or six, um, copies. Uh, most financial organizations will not allow you to submit a photocopy of a death certificate. They want an original now, you can ask to have those originals returned to you from most financial organizations, which they will, but they do not accept copies on such an important uh, document. They want, uh, they want the embossed original. And so, yeah, I'll tell clients that, you know, figure out how many accounts they have and, and, and how many I know they have to notify, and I'll tell them the appropriate number. And... Uh, you certainly don't want to be waiting for benefits because you don't have a death certificate to notify, uh, you know, an IRA no. custodian, for example. So sure. these are, again, are things that can be avoided and, and try and make that process uh, as smooth as possible. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you know what? We're actually out of time for today's show, Eric. It just oh, flew by on, once really? again. Yeah. We just got yeah. started. I know. Uh, this is an important topic, and I know we could have uh, covered quite a bit more, but uh, we're going to talk about it. You know, we'll bring it up in future shows. I, I know that you have a wealth of information on this. Now, Eric, uh, is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know about before we go today? Sure. I would encourage our listeners to uh, visit our website at nvretirementplanners.com and download that retirement uh, income toolkit. There's all kinds of really valuable information in there about uh, setting up and executing uh, a good retirement strategy. Also, some helpful ideas on uh, the topic we just discussed today. Uh, if you have any questions about any of these uh, items we've discussed on, in, on this show or any of the shows, give me a call anytime. Uh, we're at 775-674-2222. And again, our web address is nvretirementplanners.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. And we're going to be back same time, same place next week with more from Eric Cheek on Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 